0: The following podcast contains spoilers and words like cr, and gosh d**k. Mate, did we watch A Thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hey, thanks for joining us here at We Watched A Thing. Uh, Billy, thanks for joining me. How are you? Oh, mate, it's my absolute pleasure. I, I wouldn't do it with anybody else. I'm not too bad. How are you doing? Um, you know how I said that my happiness and mental well-being was better when sport was cancelled because of the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, just, just want to reiterate that. <laughs> yeah, because your your team lost after the buzzer. Is that right? How does that work, though? Is it because the ball was in the air at the time the buzzer binged? or like, No, I- someone took a mark, then the siren goes, so you still get to take your kick. A, a mark is when you jump on someone's head? You don't have to jump on someone's head to do it, but if you want to look pretty sick, then you can do that. Oh, I thought that's what it was, isn't it? No, a mark is just any time you catch the ball. Oh, really? Oh, it's just more impressive- Provided if it's gone it- at least 15 metres. Right. It's just more impressive if you do it while bouncing off someone's head Mario style. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, now I'm up to speed. Okay. Yeah, that's really, really disappointing. So, so they were only ahead by, like, less than a goal then? Precisely. Oh, yeah. That's no good, buddy. <laughs> I'm still mad. <laughs> That's no good. I mean, there's not many games of the season left, is there? And then you can be happy again. (laughs) Yeah, But then there'll be another sport. Yeah, you just need to pick better teams. Just start bandwagoning. Just just go for whoever's winning, buddy. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Paris Saint-Germain in Ligue 1. (laughs) That's what I'm going for now. (laughs) That's right, you've always been a Patriots fan, haven't you? How dare you? <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about the Patriots or sports ball of any kind this week, though. What are we talking about this week, buddy? New Netflix film, The Old Guard. That's right. The Old Guard is a 2020 American superhero film directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood and written by Greg Rucker based on the comic book of the same name. The film stars Charlize Theron, Kiki Lane, Matthias Schoenertz, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I said that right, Marlon Kenzari, Luca Marinelli, Harry Melling, Van Veronica No, and Chiwetel Ejiofor. I think you might have even got Harry wrong. (laughs) I think I said Chiwetel, right? And, <laughs> and what is it about, mate? Uh, look, based on a graphic novel, not to be confused with a comic book, um, fans of graphic novels will get very angry. <laughs> uh, if you make that mistake. Uh, it's about a, uh, a band of immortals welcoming a new member into the fold while escaping the evil clutches of Big Pharma. I mean, I'm I'm always keen. Whenever Charlize, like, suits up for action. Yes. I, I'm pretty keen on that. She's, like, in some ways, she's an odd action. And she has been a fairly consistent action star this century, which is only strange because she's, you know, you could say she's overqualified. Like, like mm. it's Charlize they're on. It's like if every f- four years Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> made an action yeah. film. She's once again- Proving to everyone that she may not be human. Yeah. W- Possibly s- a robot, because <laughs> how can you be that good at, apparently, everything? Would you say that Fury Road was the start of it for her as an action star? Well, going you go a long way back to the miserable failure that was Aeon Flux. That's like oh, yeah geez. isn't it? Oh, man, I forgot all about that. Yeah. You've got a Fast and Furious in there. You've got Atomic Blonde, of course. It's so easy to forget that she's over 40 because I'm 32 and she looks a hell of a lot better than I do. <laughs> well, unless she really is a robot that came off the production line in 1997 or whenever yeah, well, The Devil's scary. Advocate came out. You still haven't seen Atomic Blonde, have you? That is correct. No, you should check it out. And I know that I need to re-watch Fury Road because I seem to be the one person in the world who didn't love that movie. So, I, I feel like I need to rewatch it. Going into the film, did you know the whole- um, these people are immortal thing? No, I didn't know a thing about it. I didn't know that this movie was a movie until last week you said, oh, we should do that new action movie with Charlize. I, uh, I had no idea this was even a thing at all. So I knew nothing about the premise. So I suspect that in the trailer, you get the information that they're immortal, right? Don't know. I didn't see a trailer. Oh, okay. So you also knew nothing going in. I knew about the immortal stuff, which right. then once I was watching it, I was like, ah. Kind of wish I didn't know. Well, so yeah, because you actually don't find that out for I'd say at least the first fifteen minutes or so. Um, easily the most entertaining fifteen minutes of the film <laughs> for me. Um, yeah, no, because I, I was surprised and and very confused. Um, but I think that that's kind of what you're meant to feel. You're meant to kind of not really know exactly what is happening. And and yeah, that I thought was actually pretty well done. Yeah, nice little um from our mate Chiuatell. Nice little, you haven't aged a day thrown in there, which I was like, oh, yeah, you know, if I cared more, that's <laughs> that's a nice little line there. Yeah. But one thing I like about the, we, we get this little reunion scene of the four immortals, which I like that they don't constantly hang out because after a couple of hundred years, yeah, you probably don't want to be under the same roof every day. Yep. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, that, that makes total sense to me. I didn't dislike the reunion scene, but I didn't love it. And I I would have liked it more, I suspect, if parts of that scene had just played out in a wider shot and we actually could have just seen these people inhabiting the space together. Yeah. It's really kind of, all right, cut to a mid-shot of this person talking, cut to a mid-shot of this person talking. And casting forward a little bit in pod time to, you think about an early scene in Alien. When the cast, mem- when we're first getting to know the the crew members of the Nostromo, and a bunch of that scene just takes place in just a shot of the table, and, we- and these people get to inhabit the space together, and yeah. we get to know them that way, and that's a scene I really like. And the reunion scene here is like, ah, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, I kind of feel like the whole movie played out that way. I think it's very uninteresting the way that it's shot. It's it's very, as you said, a lot of mid shots. Um, the action scenes to me didn't feel very action-y even because, you know, like, it's funny. I complain about fast-paced sometimes and not being able to keep your eye on the action and stuff like that. This movie, I felt, almost did the opposite of that. It was very slowly paced in the editing and the filming to the point where it was just very, very dull to me. Did you feel the same way? Maybe not to the same extent. There's, there's some action scenes where, particularly you think about when they're, before before they all get shot up, so you know, twenty minutes in or whenever it is, yeah, when they're kind of advancing on this basement or whatever it is, and I was like, and again, that cuts a lot between kind of mid shots, and I was like, I could really dig for the camera just being on a steady cam or something now and just yeah yeah follow them in yeah like um, I'm not asking for bullet time or anything I, d- I don't I don't need them to be that crazy but I just felt like it was very. Bland, like very uninventive. There wasn't actually a lot of movement in the camera. I felt at all. Probably my favourite action scene in the whole film is actually uh, on the plane. Same, and it's a really that's a. I mean, in some ways, that's a kind of tired scene. Like, there's always the the you know the old pro up against yes the new one. But you know what people people do it all the time for a reason. Yeah, um, and that like that scene I thought totally worked. I agree. That was easily for me. That was that was my favourite scene. I, I think credit where credits due. Both Charlize and Kiki are really, really, really good in this film. Yeah, Kiki, who we last saw in Beale, Beale Street. Street, could talk exactly. And watching, yeah. Be- and like credit to her. It's like when you're watching Beale Street, you don't go. You know what, I bet I see you as a Marine. Next. No, no, I know, right? Yeah. So for me, I think that scene is great because to me, that's really one of the only scenes where you get that chemistry between the two of them. That, you know, where they're both interacting, they're, they're fighting. It's, it's kind of playful, but it's, it's not at the same time. You know, Kiki is figuring herself out. Charlie's, as you said, is the old pro. That definitely is the best action scene to me. 45 minutes into the film, you realize that very little's happened. That's how I feel. I I actually, right up until about an hour and a half in, was going, what is the actual plot here? Like, what's going on? Like, these immortals don't really- it's not like your classic- like, they're not trying to save the world or anything. They're not- they kind of don't even really know what they're doing. Like, at the start, I guess they're guns for hire, but the quote-unquote revenge story portion of the film doesn't really kick in until right towards the end, and up until then, there's not a lot really happening, plot-wise or character-wise. And you kind of don't know where an hour and a half has gone. Do, do you buy that Charlize Theron's character can't speak French? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Not <laughs> at, like all. Not even for the safe house. The safe house is in France. <laughs> yeah. You've you've been around a while. You didn't pick up a bit of French along the way. Well, that's the thing. She's she's lived for how long? I think French is still one of the more common languages worldwide. Like, she's been around a long time. Um. I didn't buy it for shit. <laughs> There's a lot I didn't buy about this movie. All right, here's a question. If you were immortal, right? You've you you you've been around for thousands of years. What would you teach yourself to do, mate? Like, would you learn a language? Yeah. Even my ignorant Caucasian ass would yeah. learn some languages. I know, right? I find it surprising that these people seem to have zero hobbies. Like, they must have a hell of a lot of free time. <laughs> Like, I mean, they're good at- look, they are good at violence. Well, yes, but- That you know, scene- and, like, okay, another, another good action scene is her in the church when they you know, their cover gets blown. Yeah. And yeah. she just murders the shit out of a bunch of people. That's fun. I have another logistical question for you, buddy. Does the immortality- does that kick in the first time you, quote unquote, die? Because, like, surely Shelley's like, before she died and came back to life- if she'd ever been, like, you know, cut or anything and it healed instantly, um, like, back then she would have been, I, I don't know, I feel like she would have noticed that. <laughs> like, sure, yeah. And I suppose, yeah, same same for our new- Same immortal. for the Marine. Like, yeah. Sh- yeah. Surely at some point growing up, she scraped her knee, came off her bike. Yeah. And it didn't just heal in three seconds. So, yeah, you're right. It must be It must be upon first death. Yes. And here's the other thing. look, i I don't love movies where everything is explained. I don't want Morgan Freeman to come out and say, "You know the reason these people live forever is blah, blah blah. But I, I want a little more than what we get. I would like to know, I mean, supposedly there are what five of these people out of thousands and thousands of years, like that's that's less than that's less than zero point zero 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 one percent. Like I feel like i I need to know why these people are the way they are. If I'm not mistaken, I think the graphic novel is the first of a trilogy, so maybe that is explored. Or maybe they just leave it open-ended, which, like, I, I don't care. I, I know- I knew that you wouldn't, but I, I kind of do, just because it is such a low number. Like, even if it was 1%, that's the kind of thing where you could explain it as maybe, like, a, a genetic thing, right? But given that it is such a low odd, I really feel like it needs to have some kind of explanation. Nice, um, you know, injection of the new blood CEO by having a suit that's a hoodie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get it, mate. I thought the same thing. I was looking. Tr- Could you actually see a hoodie under his shirt or was that attached to his suit jacket? I got kind of caught up with it and I same. really was looking at it. I believe it was part of the suit jacket. Th- thank you. I watched this with Beth and she tried to tell me that he was wearing a hoodie under this, but I did not see anything. Any remnants of a hoodie? I just saw the hood on the suit jacket. (laughs) Yeah, it's the kind of thing you'd expect from like Mark Zuckerberg. I thought that was a pretty cool touch. (laughs) Yeah, this was like, yeah, the villain in this film is a fairly poor riff on Zuckerberg. Yes, absolutely. There's, there's no hiding it, really. Like that's pretty clearly what they're going for. And it, it never occurs to this guy to just get on the phone and say, "Hey, um, I, I know you guys are there, (laughs) um." Any chance I could get a vial of your blood for, for <laughs> so I can cure some people? No, no, no. Let's just jump. Let's let's fucking get him. Well, that's the thing. He's supposedly doing it for good, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. Profits are good. Yeah. Did did you recognise old mate Zuckerberg? No. He's although he looked he certainly looked familiar to me. He's Harry Potter's cousin. Is that right? Yes, he is. He's Dudley Dursley. I knew I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah I, I got held up because for ages I was like, he looks a lot like Ben Lee. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's just like, yes, he does. It, you know he was like a British Ben Lee, <laughs> totally with you there. <laughs> something that um in some ways it's strange I'm not a fan of this because it it's some very dear memories to me, but the sequences the flashback sequences in this film uh where Charlie's character is fighting in medieval times, yes. That really just looked like cutscenes from Xena Warrior Princess. Yes, it did. <laughs> it Which, really did. Personally, I love Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> if you don't love Xena, there's the door. But but this film, I I don't think anyone involved in Xena would be upset if I say the production values of this film <laughs> should probably be aiming higher than well, turn of the century adventure television. Maybe, but have have you seen most original Netflix productions lately? They they've dropped. <laughs> I still think they should probably be aiming higher. <laughs> um here's the thing for me is that and and maybe this is just me and my personality I feel like for people who have lived for multiple thousands of years we have picked the absolute most boring part of their lives to show us because we we live here. We live in this century. This story in general is just, is just dull to me. Like, show me more of the Robin Hood style fighting. That's where I would like to pick up the story. And it's a shame to me that I think the most interesting part of the story, our friend who was, you know, locked up and drowned, that really is all sequel set up. And I think that based on that, the sequel might hopefully be a better film than this, just because I think that arc of the story is going to be a lot better. It's funny. Come the end of this film, I was like, "Okay, you know what? Didn't love it. Would I watch the sequel? Yes. Yeah. Same. Same. I, I'm. I'm. Here, here we go. I've been kind of holding this back. I really, really, really didn't like this movie. I think this might be the worst movie I've seen this year. And as far as comic book adaptations, to me, this is on par with Bloodshot, if not lower. Like Billy. There's no it's a graphic novel. <laughs> So I really didn't like this movie. And yet I would still watch the sequel because I feel like that might actually be interesting based on what I was given here. I think this is it's one of those films for me, um, hello Star Wars prequels, where the story is better than the script. Absolutely. Yep. There there is a really good story here waiting to be mined out, and this script didn't do it at all. And okay, we we so we spoke about it never occurred to Ben Lee, Harry Potter kid. <laughs> To just ask. <laughs> um, one thing about that whole setup that I do kind of like is actually the guy who does betray them. I actually do like his reason for it. That he's just- that there's something to be mined there with, yeah, I'm I'm really over this. Yeah, same. I, I You know, and I was thinking about that too. Like, and again, this is where the, the kind of logical parts come to me where I'm like, I need more explained. Because- Would decapitation work, for example, if you fully disconnect the head from the body? I was thinking about this. Like, if you cut their hands off, do they physically regrow hands? Presumably it's like Deadpool. Well, that's what I was thinking. But I don't think we actually get enough of an explanation of that part of it for that to track for me. If we actually saw someone, for example, even lose a finger or even just the tip of a finger and it grows back- It would make sense to me. But in my head, I'm like, and like these people have been around for thousands of years. I'm sure they've tried everything when they're at the point they want to die. But I'm like, decapitation maybe? Like, surely that might work. And if not, I need to know why it doesn't. Like, I need to physically see something grow back here. While I like old mate's reason for betraying them, again, why couldn't he just say, I volunteer as tribute? Well, yeah, that's Like, surely at that point, old mate Big Farmer is like jackpot. Yeah, I don't need all four of you. Yes, if I'm getting you for free, that's fine. Yep. I'll I'll put you up in a nice apartment for a while while I mine you for DNA. And then at some point, I'll find a way to fucking kill you. I also find it unbelievable. This guy has clearly been talking to Big Pharma. Like, he's been in cahoots with them. He hasn't told them that at some point the immortality just randomly wears off. Like, they all seem shocked when that happens to Charlize. But isn't that exactly the point that they don't know? But but he knows. They know that that happens. They've spoken about it prior to that happening. Yeah, but isn't that only because he's seen her wounds not healing? Charlize's. Yeah. No, I swear that it came up earlier in the film where they spoke about somebody else who had been in their crew who, who had- I swear that when they're telling the story about old mate who's in the water, somehow it came up and, and they told Kiki about- how it randomly wears off. I, I swear yeah. that happened. I'm, yeah, I may have missed that. Uh, yeah. I Yeah, I don't know. I, I swear that that came up at some point. Maybe I'm imagining that, but I really thought that was the case. Yeah, ag- again, I knew nothing about this before it dropped. So maybe you can clear this up for me. This was always a Netflix original. This wasn't one of those things we've seen recently where it was supposed to be theatrically released and then got dropped here. That's my understanding. Yeah, this this is actual Netflix Interesting. Do you think we're going to see a sequel? I would bank on it because did you see the article that came out in this last week about the top 10 ever watched Netflix films? Is this now number 1? It is a grim list that shows that there's no hope for humanity and this this like it's not number 1 but this has this has climbed the list with a bullet. You know what's number 1? Extraction. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. I know that the list before this came out had Extraction as number one and then was riddled by a bunch of, like, Adam Sandler originals and the the wrong Missy, Spencer Confidential. Like, that's a bad list. Like, there, there are some pretty good Netflix originals. I quite enjoyed Bird Box. I don't know if that was on the list. Um, I think it was. I don't know if Annihilation uh, is able oh, to make the list be- because- It'd be nowhere. Because it's and too I, much of an actual good movie. It's too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So maybe this will get a sequel then. I'd bank on it personally. And, I, you know, yeah, I'll watch it. If it's if it's got Charlize decapitating more people with an axe and a sword, you know what? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. But here's the thing, and I want to- Because I, I don't think I've I've really said this yet. I feel like the absolute worst thing a movie can do is not be entertaining. Some movies, like, for example, Parasite, ...are able to be both entertaining but also give you food for thought. Some movies just give you food for thought, that's fine. Some movies are just entertaining garbage, that's fine. I feel like you have a movie here with Charlize Theron hitting people with a battle axe, and I still wasn't interested at any point in this movie. It didn't engage me. I feel like it did the absolute worst thing a movie can do, which is not be entertaining. And so, yeah, I would be much more keen to watch a sequel than I ever would to watch this again because- This, to me, just really missed every possible mark that it could have. From my days playing as a barbarian in Diablo 2, I'm not convinced (laughs) that was a battle axe, (laughs) How How good is Diablo 2, just quietly? So good. So good. (laughs) How is that not a movie? I know, right? Or, like, Legend of Zelda. How is Legend- I'll tell you why. Because they'd ruin it. Diablo as a movie would just be a turd. (laughs) What are you talking about? All films based on games. Awesome. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Look. So. No. I'm. I personally am not a fan of this movie. I'm giving it a two. Do you, in fact, want to live forever? Uh, it's funny. We had this discussion. I would not choose immortality. No. And if I could choose any superpower, I would be invisible for sure. You creeper. No. Not for the. No, No. 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 Not for creepy reasons. <laughs> sure. Think about it. To me, invisibility kind of. Gives you all those other powers, like, okay, you want the power to teleport? Mate, you can get invisible and hop on any plane you want <laughs> you you can you can go right on into Disneyland. No one's going to stop you, buddy. <laughs> like to me, invisibility is the ultimate power because it gives you so much other power. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the scope of your ambition. <laughs> sneaking into Disneyland is <laughs> stunning. I'm not going to lie to you that that is absolutely the first thing I think of when I think of being invisible would be sneaking into Disneyland. <laughs> We're very different in some ways. All right, if you could if you could be a superhero, what would your power be? Would you want immortality? No. No. I mean, you know, maybe I maybe I'd live to see another Carlton Premiership <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, invisibility the best i I mean i tried that in high school (laughs) that's right i forgot that you discovered the key all you need is a bowl cut you're instantly invisible to women (laughs) um all right how are you scoring this um yeah kind of run of the mill subpar don't want my time back but four out of 10 isn't this weird we've kind of flipped places is this like the third or fourth movie this year where i've actually been lower than you man you'd be hating man i know (laughs) I would definitely watch this above Bloodshot again. Not a chance. I feel like at least Bloodshot, there were some entertaining moments. It had Guy Pearce in it. There, w- there really wasn't. <laughs> it, had there, had Guy there Pierce. wasn't it had Guy Pearce. It did have Guy Pearce, but it's a Charlize. It didn't have Charlize, but I feel like at least that knew what it was. That knew that it wasn't a very good movie. This is masquerading. This is pretending that it's a really good movie, and it is absolutely not. <laughs> We should just watch Charlize and Guy Pearce together and put on Prometheus. Well, that's well, yeah, yeah. All right. What are we getting to next week, buddy? Is there something else new, or are we kicking out some Patreon requests? There's a new World War Two, you know, ships versus submarines kind of job. Oh, that's right. Yeah, with Hanks Greyhound. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Do you wanna do you wanna check that out? I'd I'd tackle Greyhound. All right. Next week, let's do Greyhound then, and then we've got a couple of Patreon requests we'll get to. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at WeWatchTheThing.com or WeWatchTheThing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, all under the handle at WeWatchTheThing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at Patreon.com forward slash WeWatchTheThing and we'll catch you next week. See ya.